Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Burdine, and this is a special podcast because uh, we've freed ourselves from Alex in Philadelphia and Eric and Rodrigo. We now, I've, I've replaced them with uh, two far more attractive gentlemen. Uh, I've got Brian Hamp here. How are you? Hi, Wes. I'm doing I've, good. I've got Steve Lilly. How are you? Doing well, Wes. Good to see you. You are in your, your Coventry baby blues. Of course. Uh, keep calm and hate Villa. Um, <laughs> the two of you, this is your second or third time on the pod? Second, second. time. Okay. Yep. It was just last last year. Um, uh, it's great to have you back. B- basically, you. you know, what, what happened uh, from in previous years, you guys bid on the, we put... Um, uh, a, a guest spot on the on the podcast up for the Dark Clouds end of the year auction that um, this year was at Sane Foundation benefited I think yes. correct yeah yes. and uh, and you know two years in a row you guys have combined to just drown everyone out with your <laughs> with your cash and make it rain on the Sane <laughs> Foundation so thank you for your donation and thanks for being here thank oh, you you're welcome yeah. anything to be next to you Wes yeah yeah I know it's there's these these are very expensive seats to to get into, um, especially in our, our just really high tech uh, digs. So, um, but I also got to see you. Uh, this we'll talk about the games, but we I got to see you both uh, and and uh, your families at the Black Heart um, for the U.S. game and slash the Minnesota preseason. So I, I feel. Yep. I feel like we we're really like actually seeing people during the off season for once. Yeah. Usually yeah. it's like you see someone three months later and. Yeah, our boys love coming out and uh, playing pool. Yeah, there was one of one of the uh, burlesque posters. I keep on forgetting about. We have yes. to replace it. Uh, it's like one of the distributors who prints it. Like they or they won't even print it because it's too racy, and we have to we have to astrology. Everyone's yeah, astrology. Yeah, it's it's uh, Foxy Tan's astrology, uh, and so she's got a new design that's a little bit more like funny and suggestive, but it's still just like uh, we might need to. Work on this and make it a little bit more. Um, doesn't need to be family friendly, just PG. I think we need. I think it slipped below the radar. We did well. <laughs> well I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure that your kids, it did not slip below their radar because I've been a young man before. Slightly could be. Um, so it's, anyway. it's been a while for yeah, me. Yeah. But. So on, on the podcast, we are going to talk about the, the Minnesota United preseason, obviously. We're going to talk about U.S. men's national team. Um, but, uh, but first I want to kind of ask you, Steve, last year you came on the podcast and then we did like an update later in the season because you are a long time Coventry fan. Yes, indeed. And give Still us, suffering. you know, give, give us the, the short version of why Coventry fans are so sh- suffering, especially before um, last year. But. So my, my age begins with a five and only once in my lifetime have Coventry ever been promoted. And fortunately, last May, I got to be there when they were promoted. So, quite excited by that. That was a great trip. So, one time before last year? or uh, 1967 was the last time they were promoted, and I wasn't born then. And and to be clear, like they, they've only been relegated what, they, it was three, like times. three times. So, they were just always, they never even finished in the playoffs. It was always between 6th and whatever, uh, 17th. Yeah. Yeah, six is the highest place they'd finished, and that's what, how they finished that season to get the playoffs. Just so. pur- like simply purgatory. And, <clears throat> and last year, were you, did you, you remind me? Did you go to, out to the final, or was just the semifinal? No, it was the final. We, okay, we won the semifinal, and I called the the wonderful lady that's my wife. And, yeah, and said, "Hey, remember you told me that if we made the playoff final, we could go." <laughs> yeah, and surprisingly, she didn't say no. So yeah. Ephraim and I packed our bags and uh, we headed off to Wembley. Yeah, booked our tickets before we got a ticket for the ground, which was a little <laughs> bit risky. But yeah. fortunately, there was a couple left. Although all the seats were taken when we were there. Yeah, but it was an amazing trip. Wembley is a fantastic stadium, and seeing your team it's, promoted see, in it, seeing my team, sure. forty thousand fans from my team in one end of the stadium yeah it's just fantastic experience yeah loud how, amazing how does it how does it rank in terms of uh life experiences is it um, top five or, or or do you have actual decent life experiences 
I would say is probably top ten. Okay, you actually <laughs> do, have do had have a good to, life then so far. Do I have right. to lift the, lift I'm the thinking other ones. like, oh man, we got to we got we lost in the final of uh, Minnesota Stars, and that was still <laughs> top five. So, um, <laughs> uh, and and now uh, what? Where where are Coventry now? They're in League um, One. They, but, yeah, they went up to League One. Um, unfortunately, um, in the off season, they lost their leading striker. Um, went for an undisclosed fee, but probably somewhere around about two million for, to LAFC. For a, <laughs> Not to, mm. No, unfortunately, he went to Reading, or okay. re- Reading, if you can't quite uh, understand yeah. the English. Um, but, you know, they've struggled to score goals. Fun fun season. They've scored 31 goals in 30 games. Ooh. But they're in 11th. They're hanging in there. Okay. Um, all their goals come in the last 15 minutes, four and against, it seems. You know, they, I think they were... Procrastinators. Yeah. Yeah. Slow starters. Okay. But, uh, you know, they want to keep the crowd in the seats till the end, sell a few more beers. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and uh, Brian, I want to go to you as well, because you, your uh, take the, the thing that you and I end up talking about when I see you at, at wherever at games or whatever is, uh, is youth soccer, because you have now like somehow found yourself uh, like president of M- MISA or something like, like you just like you were like oh yeah I'm gonna take my kids to some soccer games and now you're like on yeah. the board at Maplebrook right correct yeah okay. I'm at the board at Maplebrook and yeah we've had a, a pretty busy off season ourselves um, so a couple of things going on there we uh, the city of Maple Grove is uh, putting in new uh, turf fields that Maplebrook is part of so we got four beautiful new turf fields that'll be ready. July of this year. Yuppie suburbanites and your actual <laughs> fields for kids to play on. Yeah. Um, and then uh, with the, the Twin Stars, um, their organization, uh, their their youth uh, set up, um, the boy side, you know, really folded and uh, got incorporated into Maple Brook. And along with that, um, we brought their women's and their men's team um, uh, over and, and we're doing some stuff with that as well. Adult, yeah, the, teams. yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. The, the adult, yeah. Because um, they have WPSL. an NPSL. Did they have? They had an, a WPSL or a WPSL oh, and a, yeah NPSL. So um, you know, Maplebrook doesn't own those teams, but uh, we're involved with them. Um, the coaching staff, uh, some of the coaching staff of ours, um, does own those teams. So okay. um, you know, so we're highly uh, intertwined with them. And it's going to be a really fun thing. The uh, WPSL, the, the women's team, um, is going to be 100% either former youth players or current youth players um, or our coaching staff. So when I say our coaching staff, you may have heard of Kat Parkhill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, won the women's U23 um, World Cup with the national team. Uh, she's our goalkeeper coach, Maplebrook's goalkeeper coach. She was so for she's, la- two years ago. She was with uh, in Kansas City with, correct. Uh, with yeah, uh, she playing was for playing yeah. for Kansas City. Um, so she, a pro former you know yeah. U twenty three national team player. Uh, she's our goalkeeper coach, um, and she's going to be the backup goalkeeper for that team. Okay. So uh, this is like the Shiva's Guadalajara of uh, of WPSL. <laughs> like we we do not sign anyone who. What if <laughs> they're like from like. Maple Wood. <laughs> <laughs> so if they played youth soccer with us or if they coached with us, that's okay. the idea is that yeah. we want to have that be 100%. We, we may end up with some players that, that haven't, but um, the goal is to have that women's side at 95. You know, going, this year it's going to be, should be 100% yeah. Maple Brook. Um, but going forward, uh, you know, 95%, you know, our women's team, are, are you uh, – 18 or 19, one of the, is the top four yeah. uh, team in the country. Just uh, did the big national um, league uh, championships. Yeah, um, They're going to the big uh, Las Vegas championships coming up. So w- we have a long history on the, on the women's side of, of really strong players. So I have no doubt that we'll be, you know, close to hundred percent for years to come on that side. And the men's side where, you know, the goal is to do the same thing. There's a, a, a certain player that I, I, I that's a coach for us that unfortunately is is going to play for another team, but scab yeah okay. but uh, on the men's side that's the the goal there as well is to bring you know the the men's side to have that be you know seventy you know percent uh, have either played for 
uh, Maple Brook as a youth player um, and then went off to college and, you know, or they're a coach for us and are, are playing and continuing their playing career that way. And is it going to be the Minnesota Twin Stars name or is it going to be Maple Brook? It's going to be something new. Correct. So, yeah, the Maple Brook is, is uh, branding it to, uh, we're, we're branding it with the, the owners uh, to Maple Brook. Um, my personal opinion is you know, Maple Brook should buy it and, and, and uh, you know, you know, make it a an official part, you know, long term part of our plans. But you know, as I'm sure many of your listeners know, and other that you know, you know, amateur soccer on the men's and women's side is not a profitable business. So yeah. you have to make it make it make it make sense. So um, you know, that's something that we've got going on. And you know, the the again going back to the women's side, you know, there's a lot of exciting things that are happening. Kind of like what happened to the men's uh, with. Uh, Minneapolis City and um, mm-hmm. you know, Twin Stars and you know, Duluth well, and all those BSLT guys. Well, there's VSLT who are BSLT now taking a break. Out. I'm yeah. pretty depressed about because they're yeah. across the street from us, basically. But uh, but the women's side is getting that same kind of treatment now. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if they've been announced yet, but there's a, another youth club that's bringing in a women's side. Um, but uh, Mankato and Rochester are bringing in women's teams. So yeah. it's going to be very similar to the NPSL on the women's side. So that helps make the, it affordable. Yeah. Um, and I think we're, we're looking at, you know, I think, you know, along with many, uh, you know, Minnesota United, I think we're really looking at a revolution in, in this area. I think, yeah. you know, in the next five, 10 years, we're going to see a lot of, um, of this just bubble up. Well, yeah, and the question then is just getting sustainability. You know, I mean, it's pretty... NPSL has been one of the exciting stories uh, for, for men's kind of amateur, semi-pro, whatever they want to call it, um, uh, soccer. But, you know, VSLT, now the Twin Stars, uh, you know, who, who are the others? You know, teams kind of coming in and going. Cause it just Duluth, takes, Rochester. Yeah, Duluth and Rochester are still, still there. And I think yeah. that they're... Uh, you know, it's it just it's not even just money; it's just the amount of effort that goes into it. And I, I don't know the story behind VSLT taking a break, yeah. but to me, it's distance. That's that's the hardest thing here. You know, back home in England, you, every village has its team, and it goes from the under sixes through to the yeah. over over sixties. Yeah, you know, there's that progression through, and people play at different levels. But it, you know, it's hard to find that set level. Um, if if you look at someone like an Izzy Joan who wasn't quite ready for MLS. Maybe they could go into USL, but if they didn't find somewhere at USL, there's nowhere. Yeah, and then suddenly you don't play for a year and you've lost it. Yeah, he's just signed for Colorado, Colorado Switchbacks, by the way. Oh, good just, for him! Just oh, saw that today. News. So great, great yep. news for yeah, him. Yeah, we were wondering what was happening with him. So yeah, oh, wish yeah. him well there. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, we we could spend the entire uh, podcast talking about the 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 need to kind of grow outside these spaces, especially because youth soccer is growing and there's just so much money in it. Um, uh, not that it's like money just overflowing, but there is money there. But in the kind of amateur stuff, uh, you know, you've got Duluth, Rochester and, and Minneapolis city and all of them are hustling. You know, yeah. you watch Minneapolis city hustle all the time and, uh, and it's, you know, I'm, I, like lots of people want to see that stuff grow. It's just so tough, and and uh, with Maple Brook as well as it, it's trying to to take a different approach of uh, using the assets of the community youth soccer to grow it. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, because of our relationship with the city, you know, we're able to get you know better rates on you know stadium rental and, and those types of things. So. You know where Minneapolis City might be paying. Yeah, you know, I don't know what the number is. You know, two thousand dollars a game for rental mm-hmm. of a stadium, and I don't know what the real number is. I'm sure that one of them is listening to this laughing. Yeah, that's <laughs> twelve million. But yeah. yeah, you know where you know, you know, we get it for a quarter of that. Whatever yeah. that, whatever they're paying, we can get it from the city for a quarter of that because of the youth setup. You know yeah. that we have. Hmm. Um, you know. With this, the new fields that I was mentioning that you know the city of Maple Grove is is doing uh, the stadium that uh, Minneapolis City was in last year was was the District Two Seventy Nine okay. Osseo um, High School. Uh, Maple Grove High School is probably where the Maple Brook team will be. Yeah, but those are school properties. You can't have alcohol on those. Yeah, those four new quote fields. Quote can't. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring my. Um, 
Yeah, I won't say that on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but the city building those four fields now, if the city can bring in some, you know, some seats and some bleachers mm-hmm. to those four new fields that they've got, well, heck, that's city property. The city can do a permit for alcohol. Right. Right. And you know, boom, there you go. Yeah. And now you've got something that you know. Some of these other places don't. Yeah. I just think it's good turnabout for the coaches. I have to sit and watch you play. You better come out and watch me play. Yeah. You know, 12 coaches or eight, 18 coaches on the on the squad with, yeah. you know, 20 kids apiece. There's 360 in the crowd before you know it. Yeah. And, and yeah. Well, well let, let's let's take a break because I, I want to come back and talk full Mingo and, and Minnesota United. <laughs> Back on the 55-1 podcast, uh, I, I'm Wes, and I'm here with Brian and Steve. Uh, and, um, yeah, let's let's talk about this. Do you guys know, what do you know about Forward Madison SC right now? Um, they're basically a feeder club for Minnesota United, based in Madison. Uh, they've got a few good uh, players that seem to be signing, um, including do you a know few former loons. Peter Wilt. Peter Wilt, yeah. Peter yeah sorry. Do you know Fulmingo? No. no. Okay. All right. I, I've got <laughs> to retell the story because I like I once I it came across my I was like oh my god. Um, so the you saw that the that there was a snowstorm uh, this past week uh, week and a half or whatever in in the upper Midwest and uh, in Madison the team that is the flamingos uh, is their their kind of mascot. Um, they decided to measure. The, the team decided to measure the snowstorm with a pink flamingo. And they just kind of said, oh, here we go. And they, they would post photos of it. And then eventually the snow the snow started to get so high that eventually it got to full mingo. And, they were, and then they like freaked out. And now like full mingo is their main hashtag. And it's just it, like, it's just a perfect level of stupid funny of just in that they've gone like that full mingo is their thing uh that they came up with this joke and then decided that this joke is perfect it's like it reminds me fully of dark clouds era of just like something stupid happened we made a joke oh my god now it's just the thing that we're yeah now it's spread the darkness or or, or anything else yep. or total jackassery I'm absolutely loving it. I am like going full forward Madison uh, on this. So anyway, that's Flamingo. But that's that's brilliant. I I I love that they can that's how they're gonna measure all the snowstorms, you know. This is only a quarter, you know, mingo. Well, and, and you need to eight. yeah, yeah, it's now a measurement and then you have to go full mingo. It's like putting your hundred ten percent or whatever yeah. out there is going. Yeah. You you one down with five minutes to play. Let's yeah. go full mingo. Yeah, right? exactly. It's go full mingo. Just, just, yeah. Oh, it's perfect. So <laughs> they signed. Uh, you know, speaking of loons, they previously had signed Banksy, JC Banks, yep. and now they've got uh, Connor Tobin. They just announced today, who both of you saw play, right? He, yes. We, we yep. decided before the podcast that he had left after the twenty thirteen season and yep. I never bothered to actually look this up. We just decided that <laughs> our three brains possibly could get something right. But um we'll, we'll go with it. You know, Connor Tobin for for those who weren't around, uh Turbo Tobin was uh, um you know cent- central central defender for the team, uh very kind of uh um kind of weird dude Spurs fan. Um you have to follow his Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't talk- tweet much anymore, but he was He'll be great for them because he's been such a big part of helping grow the North Carolina uh, FC fan base and helping them. He saw how their previous supporters group was like not well done. And he kind of saw, he like took what he had learned here and was just like, and he talked to a lot of dark clouds was like, how, what can we do to help them grow? And now you've got the Oak city supporters. And I think he's been a big part of that. Um, And, you know, going to a new club, and trying to kind of bring some of that, I think he's a perfect ambassador, and he's only yeah. thirty-one. So, hey, yeah, certainly is good. he only thirty-one? Yeah, yeah, oh, really, yeah. Because didn't he play in Europe too for some team at one point? Oh, you know what? He might have, but I think that was like, ooh, yeah. Well, again, like, oh, let's just pretend we know what we're talking about, and not look it up. Uh, or was that Neil that played in Europe? No, I'm pretty sure Connor. Yeah, because he was rated what the top one hundred players of whatever team it was that he played for. Nyberg Nyberg Sund. 
Yeah. Apparently. I, I had forgotten that period. Yeah, because he was just, last year or the year before, was listed as like the, one of the top 100 players for them. In Norway, yeah. In their, for the, their team history. That's funny. He always gives 110%, though. Yeah, he goes full If there mingo. is such a thing. Yeah, yeah he's full, he is the full mingo himself. Yeah. And what, That's what probably I, how I refer to himself going <laughs> yeah. forward as well. Yeah. What I love is uh, Neil Lavity preceded you guys, right? You never no, saw Neil. I okay, saw you saw Neil. Neil, yep. Neil uh, like T- Tobin, both of them are just angry people, um, spectacularly funny, angry, <laughs> like just watching them go off on, on things. Um, and. Neil is now going to be his assistant, is the assistant coach, so he now will be Connor's to- coach. So I was just thinking today about how much fun it would be to watch them at training and watch Neil go into his buddy, you know. It'll be, it'll be brilliant. brilliant. So I'm, I am for sure going to try to uh, make a road trip out there for, for a game this summer. So yeah, I think think there's a bunch of folks that are going to try. I think, uh, that'll be something that we'll have to do. The the Mingo Express. Um, another set of features to add to your list of, uh, announcements every week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm sure we'll 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 do we'll have uh, people kind of reporting from uh, from the lone players or, or whatever players coming back coming through them. Um, the, I want to uh, before we get to uh, U.S. soccer, uh, Benedetti and Balanta watch uh, have ended or, or they're postponed. I guess the watch has continued. Um, Benedetti has gone to Club America. Balanta, Kevin Balanta, has gone to Cholos. Uh, there will be an April matchup between those two teams, so it's the Watch Derby. Um, it, yeah, I, I I don't know if you guys followed this this as closely as I I did, but uh, it, Mr. It, Fangmeyer, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, or as no one followed as closely as Mark Fangmeyer, but that was uh, quite entertaining. And now now I kind of feel like now that we got Icopara and the you know Benedetti Watch has been postponed at least for six months. Uh, it's I'm kind of like. What do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> but we do need, we'll talk about, it. we do need more players. So I guess. Uh, yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see the, you know, the, the draft picks are great. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that we didn't, you know. We need a goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, we need a goalkeeper. We'll get to what we need. Okay. Because right. I want to go to U.S. soccer first. Okay. okay. Perfect. Um, U.S. men's national team, two, Costa Rica, zero. Um First eighty minutes don't matter because they didn't include Christian Ramirez. But Correct. you know, Francisco Calvo was was captain uh, for Costa Rica. There's a great crowd at Blackheart. I was super encouraged because it was, uh, yeah, it was just a great crowd, and it was fun to have Minnesota preseason game on, U.S. game on. I was watching neither because I just watching two things at once is terrible, and so. Yep. Uh, I had to go back and just watch the highlights of, of, well, I don't think they put out highlights of Phoenix because there were none, but anyway. There was that time we got in their half, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but US, the U.S. match, I don't know if either of you had, had much to, much many observations about this or what, what stood out to you. Uh, certainly Panama or Costa Rica were much better than Panama. It was not as, as much of a kind of walk in the park as that, but... Yeah, last time I saw Panama play, it was a much better experience for me. Well, oh, the in- six one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like literally forgot the World Cup was last summer, so I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. No, I um, I liked Lima as a player. I was really impressed. I didn't think much of him going into it, and I wasn't really aware of him, but he seemed to be a good part of everything that was good about. The hit the, game, hit so. the post with that fantastic oh, shot in the yeah. second half. Yeah. It, um. Uh, do, uh, other, other, anyone stand out to you that that you enjoyed watching? The there, midfielder, oh, he's got a long last name, starts with an M. Oh, Jordi Mihailovic. Yeah, yeah. I I really liked his hustle. Um, he seemed to be 1980s teen heartthrob Jordi <laughs> Mihailovic. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, yeah he seemed to be uh, just about everywhere, and um, you know seemed to be kind of uh, attempting to unlock things at different points. He's a little quieter. Against Costa Rica, but it's because they were killing him. Yeah, they were like they saw his teen beat nineteen eighty eight October edition <laughs> face, and they were like, "We're going to kick this guy in the face." But uh, yeah, but yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I think he's definitely harassed. a player to watch, yeah. and uh, I think he's still is he still twenty? Yeah, he's, he's still pretty he's young. Very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he he might you know be someone yeah. to to look for you know over the next you know three four years uh, for the national team for sure, but. 
I'd be even. Uh, what team does he play for? Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Well, uh, both I both know, Lima. I, could... I think I said this last week. Both Lima and uh, Jordy play for you know San Jose San, and San, Chicago, San. which are two teams that I explicitly do not watch. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't and know so I, 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 I say I might have to catch some yeah. of his games. But then he said fire. I'm like I don't know if I can do that to myself. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Don't don't live 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 your best life, and that does not include watching Chicago Fire. Uh, for me, Sebastian Legette, Le- uh, I mean, I Fantastic. knew that he was great. Yep. It was great to watch him come back from that long injury. And um, boy, would you love to see that guy in your, I mean, uh, LA Galaxy get to see him, but like, would you love to see that guy in, in midfield, uh, you know, for Minnesota United? Uh, yeah. Man, he's, he's just unafraid to go forward. Yeah, I think from the whole US perspective, no one ruled themselves out, but there's only probably those three we've mentioned that ruled themselves in I will point out one stat 18 minutes three goals none conceded Christian Ramirez on the pitch yeah you know, if you want to win something that's what you got to do so I think uh, he he's <laughs> with the little opportunity he had he made he made a name for himself even being the the uh, assist of the assist what do you they have a term for it in hockey, but oh, he, um, yeah, the second assist or whatever. Yeah, for, yeah, the, yeah. for the first goal. He, he's, yeah, if he that nice little head he got on to push the ball through. That's what I wanted to get to. Christian, the goalkeeper kicks the ball up, and Christian heads the ball forward. When's the last time you saw Christian <laughs> win a header on a goal kick? Especially win a header and then flick it on that leads to a goal. Yep. <laughs> I mean, last time I saw that with Minnesota United, it was Mr. Campos. So yeah, I mean, I just I I got the image of of Adrian Heath like clutching his fist and going, "Drats you, Christian," or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but, but only he, because he's mad because he did it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not but, because of. But it, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't just a jump up and head it. He directed that header into the path of the runner, who then yeah. fed the ball. I mean, it was. It's like yes. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was fantastic. And then, uh, and then to end that, um, uh, <clears throat> who gets the ball? Oh, Ariola. Ariola's the yep. guy who makes run and then that chip over the keeper and so up, lands on up his to face. that moment. All I've been saying is that Ariola's slow. What's he doing on the pitch? Yeah. He's struggling. And then he does that amazing run and just, I mean, he, got, he found an extra step and yeah. just got there. And what a, what a great finish. Ariola is a, um, he's the uh, Miguel Ibarra, uh, Alejandro Bedoya, US player. He's not quite a winger, um, not, not a central midfielder, but kind of, even though you know, Bedoya has now played central midfield, but like, does it, he? It's his work rate, and he does this stuff, and he's he's good at a few things there that makes him invaluable. But it's hard to explain why he's so yep. good. Um, you know, that's why we love Miguel so much. But it, it may be why other people don't yep. rate him as much. But that, that's the same with Christian. I mean, I I, I think losing Christian was the catalyst for many of the woes at the second half of the season because he was the one that. He wasn't scoring goals. He wasn't. He didn't appear to be creating anything, but he created space. He he opened up those gaps that were exploited by Darwin. Yeah, and, well, when, and when that was gone. Yeah, and Darwin Darwin stopped scoring as much when when Christian yep. uh, was there it, it, it just, without Christian. Yeah, yeah, he could he can pull defenders out of the way and, and make space. He did that for the U.S. as well. Yeah, the second goal that went. You know, he took two defenders with him, which left the back post free. Yeah, yeah, the fir- the first goal with Legette uh, yep. scoring at the back post. Yeah, yeah, he took uh, Calvo with him. Calvo yeah. was covering him. <laughs> yeah, Calvo yeah. will go with anybody. Well, yeah, as long as it means leaving central defense. Calvo Although I, I briefly, so when that happened, I thought I couldn't tell who was who had made that run, and I thought yep. that was Christian at the back post, and I was wondering like, why did Christian drop to the top of the box? Yep. It makes now then it finally made sense, but I thought it was him, and literally because it was like a minute after he came on. I literally started to lose my shit. I was just <laughs> pooping my pants, just like so freaked out. Like, did he really just do that? And then I was like, oh, it's no. Oh, that's great. Good for you, Legette. But like, yeah, he just had, had to come back down to earth and, and think, like, oh, if he had scored, a if second. he scores a second, another goal within like a minute or two, just someone take my phone away. It's like Donald yeah. Trump. Do not let him tweet. <laughs> I will not let you go. Anyone survive? They will be like, you know what. You've got to rebuild the bar again. Yeah, yeah. Just like, get this guy. I would just be insufferable. I already am insufferable, but... We were talking about this on the uh, ride um, here, that Christian has scored in his professional debut Uh for USL, for his Minnesota United debut in NASL, 
<clears throat> his debut in MLS. Yep. And his national team debut. Yeah. What's I mean, left beyond that? Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. I think he's reached, well, I, I guess whatever, when he goes to Portugal or something. I don't know. But <laughs> For real. Liga Madrid, MX, yeah. I guess, would be would be probably the place. But yeah, yeah it, it, it makes you, it actually makes me wonder with Christian, is he actually going to play in LAFC this year? But that, that concerns me. I think it's a great move for him geographically. Yeah. I just don't know if it's a team for him if he can't get consistent minutes. Um, I, I mean, uh, NYCFC just signed a striker who's not a striker, and they don't have a forward. I just there's a couple teams out there where I'm like, oh, you know who would be really good with your really technical players? <laughs> Probably, crit- yeah, but I, I don't think NYCFC is the the team that would value an MLS player like him as much. But yeah, who knows. Um, let, let's take a break because I want to uh, come back and I want to start going into Minnesota United uh, preseason. Here we are on the 55-1 podcast. It's uh, preseason time, uh, which means like we've got preseason games that are extremely meaningful, including... A nine-one drubbing of FC Tucson. Uh, uh, you know the only value this game uh, provides is uh, forcing us to uh, remember how to spell Tucson. That's basically about it. <laughs> C before S, guys. It's just, just in case you need to know. The big question for me was um, if we scored ten, did they have uh, space on the scoreboard to put yeah. two digits up? But um, uh, Prob- as usual, Minnesota let us down. And yeah, we- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Really just push yourselves, guys. That's not going full Mingo. So Schuler gets two. Romario gets two. Mason Toy gets two. Uh, Giro gets three. And so Giro has now become the hero that we need. Uh, there's there's now a sign hero. I think that he's filling the, the Franz Pangop hole in our hearts that, uh, yeah. that, that he left. Um, well, I think he did, did he play anywhere last year? I know he was on trial with us for last year. He was still in college at, at Florida Atlantic for, for the international Florida something. Well, I didn't see any stats for him last year. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, I know a, nothing about him. Okay, yeah. I know his name's Jiro. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> he was on trial with us last spring. He went down I, somewhere A lot of us. times it's like um, guys, you know, we, we bring in like guys who are still playing in college on, on trial, you know. Um, like Obobasi, for example, came and trialed with us for a bit before we ended up choosing Dunlady. Um but, uh, yeah, I mean, Schuler's the only one from the first team who scored. You know, uh, Romario yeah. was in the second team in the second half. Uh, and, uh, I, I, but there's, there's, I mean, I've seen the highlights. They put the highlights online. It and, looked like a terrible game. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't watch the highlights. I watched a little bit of the Phoenix game. But I mean, with, with goals, if it gives confidence, it doesn't matter who you score against. Yeah, I'm sure... Yeah, yeah. You, I, I score a goal on Ephraim, and I, I run around celebrating like mad. You know, I yeah. scored a goal. It Dad of the year. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, here's I guess here's a question. Uh, Sean Rabel uh, um, asks, at what point in the preseason do we start giving these games any weight, if at all? No. Not, a, not we, at all. Even no. in the Orlando preseason games, you're like, I don't care. We can lose 5 nothing, and you're still no, okay? You're both experimenting. Yeah. You don't well, know yeah, what you're up against. Last year, that was the big disappointment, is that there was like no experimentation. So last year, I mean, all the games had the same <laughs> lineup, and that's what we started the season with. So if we were to do that again, yeah. which it doesn't look like, I mean, given the two games that we've yeah. seen so far, um, if, if Heath were to do that again, then I would definitely put more weight on it. But if he does continue to experiment and switch up the, the players and – you know the the you know who's who's in the middle with who, then I think it, it is literally you know finding chemistry and and those kinds of things. And you take nothing away from it except the actual performance, not the score. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Individual performance is what you're looking for preseason. You know the teams can do fantastic, but it's not. It's <laughs> you're not up against the opposition you're going to be playing all year. Yeah, uh, if we can see a couple of guys that we think can come through, or you know give them an opportunity to come off the bench as the MLS starts, then I think that's as much as we can ask for. But it'd be fun to see. I mean, Calvo obviously wasn't there, so yeah. who's, who's going to play centre-back? Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I, I'm of the opinion that Brent, sorry, Brent, yeah, Brent Coleman yeah. should be given a good opportunity there. He, he seems to have been solid every time, but um, not always in favour, but somehow seems to, by the end of the season, he's probably one of the first guys on the team sheet. Yeah. So he's almost got to do that again, and that's something. Yeah, I, um, I, I, we had, um, you know, obviously Calvo is missing. Finley has not made an appearance yet. Molino, we know, is is still rehabbing. He ha- suffered a little bit of a setback on his mm-hmm. other knee. Um, Miller just signed, so. Yeah, Eric Miller just signed uh, today um, on Monday. Um, so um, we, we can talk in a minute about what, what kind of we need here, but um, but it, we haven't seen we've seen Schuler play out wide uh, in this kind of we saw him yeah. do that a couple times last year. So you've got um, Alonzo and uh, Gregush in the middle, and then Schuler playing this kind of uh, tucked in role when they're defending, and then come yeah. sometimes out wide. Uh, Miguel kind of doing he does a similar thing, you know, but a little bit more as a winger. When we <laughs> watching the game, the Phoenix game with the one camera on one side of the pitch, yeah. The one thing that did look good is um, Miguel and Manley were knocking the ball about yeah. nicely, but it was a very difficult angle to get much of an assessment yeah. of the game. Yeah, yeah. It may and and you know it's it's hard to say. Like maybe Carter Manley has has progressed now. Maybe he's going to now that we have two right, three right backs with Miller. Uh, Metonier is going to show up this yep. week, and Manley. Uh, it, it's likely Manley gets sent to forward Madison, who literally have one defender on their books. <laughs> well, and, yeah, COVID, and so. Euro is a left back, right? They were playing him as a winger. Okay. Yeah, uh, and so whether or not they, you know, whatever, who knows what they would think him uh, think he would be. Yeah, he would know. go to Madison and yeah, <laughs> get some game time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, obviously, uh, Madison. Uh, I don't know if they're the how close they're working on this, but obviously, the the Daryl Shore and the Madison team are kind of watching to see who's trialing with Minnesota United, and and some of their guys are with them. I think Paolo Junior's down there with them. Um, Is the relationship very much as a uh, uh, rehabilitation club for Minnesota and build up uh, club as well, or is it more of know, a standalone? But you know, if you've got someone, we want we'll do our best to put them in. I think I, you know, Peter will. I had asked Peter that question on the podcast, and he kind of more than I expected. I expected him to answer that by saying, "Like, look, well, our job is to create a good team here, etc." But his his response was, uh, "You know, yeah, we are in contact with the team in terms of what our needs are, what their needs are, and if they're going to send someone here to Madison." We don't want them to send someone who's just going to sit on the bench. You know, we want to do that, and which yeah. I, I was kind of surprised by. You know, they they are kind of uh, going to play something of a feeder club role, um, which okay. usually usually I don't know. I kind of would expect them to kind of shirk that a bit and have a little bit more like proudness or something, which is good. I mean, <laughs> when they don't yeah. have to pay someone's salary, it's yeah, easy yeah, for yeah, them to yeah, yeah, take exactly, someone on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and so I, I think uh, you know someone, someone like Manly, give him, give him a little bit more time over there, or yeah. or, or at least part of the season. Uh, Metonier is going to be going to the African Cup of Nations probably, and and Calvo is going to be gone for a Gold Cup. There's going to be need for these uh, these extra bodies on the bench, and so. But um, I think yeah. we still have what do we got? Twenty three, twenty four players. We're so twenty two only. Twenty two. Yeah, and that's so, not I mean, including any of. That's only including Dane St. Clair because he's the only draftee who's been signed. So that's not including any of the uh, um, Other Chase draft. Gasper. And I think Chase Gasper. People agree is like going to be signed. Um, <clears throat> there's also uh, Hassani Dotson and Kevin Rodriguez and. Someone else. I'm, I should have written it down for to have in my notes, but um, there's someone else I'm missing. Uh, but regardless, uh, the, the, some of those guys will come in. But let me let me take you to this. We've got 22 players. So let me run you through this because the question I have for you is: Who? What do we need now? Now that we've kind of filled out, I think our starters. I think we know what our starting eleven is. Except for maybe goalkeeper. We only have two goalkeepers. One of them is a senior player. The other, obviously, is Dane St. Clair. Um, we've got one left back. 
four center backs, three of them are senior. I'm counting Olmsberg is not a senior yet since he hasn't had lots of reps. Uh, three right backs, two of them are senior. Four central midfielders, three wingers, two attacking midfielders. I'm counting Molino and uh, Darwin as the yeah. same thing. And then three strikers, only one of them senior. Um, there, There's a few of those that are pretty... When you look at it, we really only have three wingers, which you know includes Finley, yeah, um, who, who's not back yet, running for us. But what do you, what do we need there? Definitely some more midfielders. I'd I'd like to see. We've got talking about the 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 friendly from Saturday, um, catching Martin for a few minutes. He seemed so last year, all of last year, whenever he played, he seemed like he had taken a step backwards. Because I was thinking in 17, oh, he's he's ready. He should be getting, you know, 25 games next year. And then 18, it's like he just wasn't quite there. But just in the few minutes that I was kind of keeping my eye on him um, in the friendly, he seemed back in that 2017 form where it's like, okay, he's ready to, you know, take that step forward. I think having, you know, Alonzo there who, you know, is, is going to, if history is any indication, is going to miss ten games. Yeah, um, you know that's going to be perfect for for Martin to pick up those ten games if he's if he's going to be that you know, defensive midfielder um, of the future. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you know because I, I really I, like I said in seventeen I really thought that he was I thought he was going to be ready to be you know taking yeah that on was that the role. hope yeah and and you never know what's going on there a lot of it was was injury and you kind of don't know what people are carrying kind of knocks they're carrying he also was always asked to do that kind of he was never being asked to play the ibsen role um he was always being or even the Schuler role he was always being asked to play the uh what we now will see as the uh the kind of alonzo role this he was always asked yeah. to do defensive work and it's like gee you know i i think i i think he's probably more of a Schuler box-to-box guy um not quite an ibsen not quite an alonzo but so, you know, I was thinking he seemed to me more like a defensive midfielder. Yeah, maybe Alonzo type. Yeah, it'd, it'd be great if he. I mean, whatever. I don't know I'd he's like necessarily Alonzo, but he's yeah. maybe more of a Cronin. Yeah, you yeah. Know, um, not quite uh, the bulldog of Alonzo, but more of that steady, steady hand. Anchor. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think one of the one of the questions I have is what formation are we going to be playing? Why well, the people that bought in? Are we going back to four at the back? I think I think yeah I think five at the back was a was a desperation move and uh, and worked briefly and then people f- figured that out and it stopped working. Yeah, uh, where, where do you see Calvo fitting into this? He's a left back. I I don't yeah. I think now that they've got Ike and they've got Boxall and then you know Coleman will be pushing there and Olmsberg will be pushing there. I mean, you, this certifies Calvo as a left back and maybe he'll get mad about that and maybe he'll push for a move and he'll have a good gold cup and then he'll get sold on for 4 million or something, which wouldn't be a bad, yep. bad result. But yeah, I almost see an opportunity for him as a, a number six as well. I think wow. he, he, yeah. he might be more interested in playing that role rather than a left back, but we'll, well see. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess go, going back to, to what we need, we obviously need another left back and chase yes. Gasper, I think will likely be signed, but you know when we when Calvo's away at the Gold Cup, and I think we only, I think we only play like one or two games during the Gold Cup, but there, there will, I'm sure Calvo will miss five or six games this year because of call ups. And yep. is is this rookie going to play? We've seen what happened last year and the year before, where we, you're missing a guy, you go to that second string, especially at fullback, oh, yeah. and they're not ready. You know they're they're. Our depth at fullback has been really bad, or even putting a left back at right back and vice versa. Oh yeah, like, yeah, just... yeah. Well, that's what I was just going to ask. Is it? I thought Miller did both sides. Yeah, but I think Miller, you know, Miller struggled at, as a left back last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, he struggled uh, completely last year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. He seemed but he's not. In, he was not in his twenty sixteen or seventeen. Form. Yeah, he. But he is. He's right footed player, fullback. He should be playing as a right back. You know, I think yes. that there are some players who fullbacks who can do that. Um who can play well on the left. Uh 
as a right foot player, but I think that that's where you want him. You want him pushing there for Metonier, uh for time, and then he he's you need a fullback to be also be flexible and be able to be competent as the left back yeah. fill in. But I, it's I, a hard sell, though. I mean, hey, come to Minnesota United. You may not get many games, but you know if we need you, we'll put you in. Uh, we're gonna have to pay you a little bit more. Um, yeah, it, it's a tough spot to fill. Yeah, you know that's where the, the younger players come in, and I think you've almost got to stake, stake your claim and say, okay, this yeah. this is the guy we're going to use. This is this yeah. is what we need. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's why you need these. You know, we've seen Keegan Rog- Rosenberry's and uh, um, uh, Reggie Cannon for Dallas. You know, you, these young fullbacks, and if you can get. There's basically only three types of, uh, of of fullbacks. There's kind of these young, promising ones. There's the kind of uh, journeyman who who they don't make that yeah. much money, so you can put them in. And then there's people who spend money, like Minnesota United, to fill that fullback spot, right? Yep. And uh, because there's lots of journeymen who can do the job fine, they don't take up too much cap space, you know. Um, but because you don't want to spend. To, to fill out your roster at fullback, yeah. you don't want to spend your cap space there. But uh, you know, I, I that's why I think they either need to sign someone else as a left back, or really pray that Chase Gasper is really good, yeah, or that that Eric Miller can can fill all these spots. Uh, yeah, and we've got one one last name you haven't mentioned, but Miguel. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he filled him back there, he was as good as anybody, but. Do we want to sacrifice his other when, talents? When he did that, it was always as, as like a we're changing formation mid game, and he's kind yep. of doing. I don't know. Do but you think that Miguel I, can play I as a fullback? Keep, I mean, he keeps pace. He shepherds people well. He doesn't give you anything. I think he has that as good an instinct there for it. But yeah, yeah I just he's so good going forward. Though. Yeah, I hate you, to bring him back there. I mean, that, but then if you if you're looking at if Molino comes back and is is anything like what people say he's going to be like that he hasn't been for us and yeah. then you've got Finley as well and you know you've got a few other players that could fill that role so you know it's a team game people people will do what they need to do to get the team through yeah the the other spots that I'm I'm looking at and thinking uh about boy we we need stuff it is actually thinking about that winger spot because I think uh you know we might see Romario switching up to being a forward at times uh and then you just have uh, Finley and Miguel. You don't have any left proper left wingers other than Romario, yep. um, and that that might be a problem. You know, especially yep. if I, who knows what Romario's injury history is going to be. He's not weirdly. He's not in the first team. You know, they're choosing Schuler in that position over him. Uh, yep. So you that's... wonder kind of what's what's going to happen there, and do they need actually another winger? And I know that that's kind of a a laugh line or something. Well, like I, w- I wonder if the reason that Schuler is there with the first team is because um, Arabara is is uh, kind of got that locked down, and that's kind of why they're putting Schuler out there is to you know put him with the the guys that are kind of the first team and see how that goes. Yeah, um, as the backup. I think as well, this is where preseason is important. You want to see who has that relationship with Grey Goose. Yeah, I mean what. Who, how they gel? Who's got that little instinct, that little extra half a yard? Because they they've got the insights to what he's doing. Yeah, I think that could decide who plays around him as well. Yeah, the the one the one thing I really noticed uh, about the the Phoenix game is that the ball was in that first half was always going to Alonso. He was the the pivot, right? Yeah, used to be so, Ibsen last year, right? Yep, and Ibsen would do that from higher up the pitch. Right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes he'd come back and collect it and move it, but right because almost every ball went through Ibsen rather than through uh, Rasmus or anything else. Right. And so if then you're starting starting the attack and your your pivot for the attack is much uh, deeper. Yeah, you're just outside your eighteen with it's, with Alonso doing that, and that might that might work to our advantage. I'm not saying that is a positive or negative thing, but it is a a different way that that the team will now move forward if if your your point of attack starts just outside your 18 looking forward as opposed to get the ball to this guy who's in the 50 yard line and then he turns with the ball and tries to attack from there yeah i think i think 
that yeah if he if the attack's starting that it's, it's still going to go back through the middle and back out again yeah you've still got to get those people making those overlapping runs and and creating space in the middle but yeah I, I'm that's we haven't mentioned Alonso but excited to see him there I don't know a whole lot about him but everything I'm hearing apart yeah. from a few disgruntled Seattle fans at the beginning yeah was uh is pretty positive. I think he's going to be another good addition. You know, we were just talking about formation, though. Uh, today, um, the social media team put out an interview with Greg Guss, and he, he mentioned, oh, the formations, you know, I, I've played them both, the four four two that we're doing and the four two three one. So I think that those are the two that they're they're uh, playing with right now. I, I think with with Schuler, it is a four four two. I mean, Schuler's playing as a wide midfielder, yeah, uh, and that that can kind of tuck in. And then you've got Quintero running around, but you know, and Angelo. And but I think it goes to the what we were talking about about the experimentation this year. I think I think you know I'm I'm more excited about you know. I'm the guy that brought the you know Heath out sign to the to yeah. the games, um, <laughs> and, and, and I'm more excited about. I, sh- I should say, I won't say the content of it, but uh, <laughs> but you came to for for part of the Kickstarter for the bar. There was a um, come and uh, chat with do a Q and A with Dr. Bill McGuire, and it was great. It was super awesome of, of Bill to offer that up as being like a a perk that he was helping the bar with. Uh, Brian, you were there and you asked him about Heath out. I actually walked out of the room because I was trying to, I think someone had just come in and I was trying to make sure it was all right. But um, He was uh, not happy with yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll just say that. It, it, it was all off the record, but I, I was just like, oh, Brian just asked a Heath out question. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So... Mr. Heath, he was he was he 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 was very generous with his time, and yeah. his answers were very um, open and honest. He didn't hold anything back. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. I, I really appreciated his time, and I asked him some some personal business questions. Yeah, as he well. talked about youth soccer and stuff. It was, yeah, it, it was, was great. great. I, I I always enjoy chatting with with. Bill, I saw him the other day at a. It, I was at a St. Thomas alumni thing. I'm not a St. Thomas alumna, but uh, but my banker just heard it was banker a free brought buffet. it to me. Yeah, actually, I did get a free meal out of it from my banker. <laughs> He's making a lot of money off of me, but uh, he brought me to it. And you know, Doctor Bill came over and was chatting me up, so I I looked very important because he was the keynote speaker. So I looked ah. very important, and uh, it was fun chatting with. I asked him about Ike, and, and you know, and, and he's yeah. Anyway, I I really appreciate how much time. Bill has always had for fans just, you know, who want to talk yeah. to him and who want to ask him hard questions. You know, I, I've talked to him about Heath out before too. Uh, and, you know, he thinks I'm dumb for <laughs> saying these things, but, you know, he'll, he like, he listens. And that that's the yeah. important thing yeah. to be like, no, you're wrong. And here's why. And it's like, great, cool. I, yeah. you know, I'm, Three months from now, I'm going to be yelling about this. But listen, yeah. Is, it, is that one of your questions? How long do we give Heath? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, we, we've talked about it previously on this pod, so I'll, I'll let you say, how, how long does Heath last? I, I, well, obviously, he gets five games for free. Yeah. Because we're not at home for five games, yeah. so that's it. But once we start our homestand, if we, if we don't start producing there, then I think it's... Something's got to happen by mid-season if we're not uh, we're not producing. If we are if we are uh, second to last, do you think he gets canned in uh, mid-season? I would like to think so. Hmm. Um, Given the conversation that we had with Doctor Bill, I don't think he gets. It would have to be pretty disastrous, I think, for him to get canned. Yeah, and he could yet prove us all wrong. I mean, yeah. <laughs> with. Like like I said, like uh, I get to the, I get to, I've said this many times on this podcast. The off season was when I my optimism uh, tank fills up again, and I by the time yep. the second before that ball kicks, I am convinced we are going to win the supporters shield, and I am so excited. Yep. And then it just drip 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 drip, and then by the end, I'm like, you, I'm going to murder someone. Uh, well, so I, I'm probably the worst at this because. And I, I shouldn't say this. I have no regard for MLS whatsoever. I, I can't bear it. Um, I only care about Minnesota United. <laughs> so I'm, 
you know, I don't see who everyone else is bringing in. I only see what or, and hear what I'm told about yeah. these players Minnesota United are bringing in. So to me, we've got we've got eleven. No one else has got any. So yeah, it doesn't hold a candle to League Two. I know, but <laughs> League One, come oh, on, yeah, League, League one. one. Sorry, back it rising back up the pyramid. Uh, well, I, I've got a, a, a few more things for you guys, but um, uh, I, I do want to just get because uh, because Alex, Eric, Rodrigo, and I have I've done this uh, predictions for this year. What, what what's it going to be? I think Ooh. definitely in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, I I I think the potential is there for a third place. Okay. But I don't think uh, I think anything under yeah anything under making the playoffs is just not with the upgrades that we've done. And there's okay. seven playoff spots, so if you can't yeah. make that, yeah. I think I think we'll be on the cusp all the way through. I think it'll be a little bit of excitement there. We'll avoid relegation. That's the main thing. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say we'll make the playoffs. I'm not 100% convinced because okay. again, I don't know the strengths of the other teams. But I think I think we've improved our starting eleven. We're weak behind that starting eleven. I don't know what we can do to strengthen that. So that might tell in yeah. times of stress and you know, a couple of injuries here and there, and suddenly you're you're nowhere near the playoffs. So, um, uh, Houston on Wednesday at 7 p.m. is the next preseason game. Uh, we'll have that on the, the big screen at the at Blackheart, so people should come down for that. Um, and then they come back to Minnesota for a bit before they go to Orlando. So, hopefully the weather is not enough to like drive Alonzo away or something like that. <laughs> Greg will be fine. He'll be like, Snowshoeing out there with icicles in his beard. <laughs> Dude, he has, a doesn't have a beard. Drive, escape, uh, ski by shooting. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, so I've got this last question from Sean Goman, uh, who says, uh, <clears throat> Saturday I went on the, fir- on the worst, date, worst first date of my life. She was late, looked disheveled, complained to the server often, looked at her phone, never asked questions of me, kept saying, That's not a deal breaker. Oofta. Anyway, what do you think the new away jersey will look like? Well, let's get back to the first piece. Mm-hmm. You know, worst first date ever was at six uh, one Atlanta at home. So, oh. <laughs> so I think things have been rocky for a couple of years. But I think if you can work through those first couple of years, I think she'll be a keeper. Yeah, and you'll be with her for the rest of your life. Just make sure you get a good seat of the season ticket. <laughs> Heath out. Uh, <laughs> and then the second part, the new away jersey. If it doesn't have a loom wing on it, do we care? I mean, let's just say this. It won't have a loose Yeah, I know. For sure. But uh, Yeah, I, I'm with Steve, though. Uh, it, it's a shirt. Okay. If it doesn't have a loon wing, or if it doesn't yeah. have some Something feature special. like that. Yeah. Do we know what color it is? Have we discovered this? It's uh, a second, so, so it'll, it'll be, be white. white. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I usually, like, investigate this and try to, like, dig on it, but I haven't even tried this year. I, 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 have, I have my blue NASL... Uh, first year they they put yep. out the the blue kit. I love that. That's what I wear. I actually tend to just I kind of look stupid in jerseys, so I <laughs> I just wear my red loons t shirt and then I'm fine. You know, but gray and black loons jersey for me. Yeah, got a yeah. couple of those. The, the wing is, is your yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I typically will wear the wing. I I'm being careful with it, but that's that's the one that's held up the best for me out of all the yeah. jerseys that I own. Yeah. That one holds up the best on um, yeah. everything. And traveling to Europe, you wear the, the wing jersey, people, it stands out to people. You, yeah. wear, you wear the faded Newcastle United or Juventus kit that we put out last year, and no one's really interested. Right. Yeah, it really sparks conversation. Yeah, people stop, yeah, people stop oh, yeah. you and talk, talk, talk. Hey, what shirt's that you're wearing? Yeah. Because yeah, they recognize it's a soccer shirt yeah. or a football shirt. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And they, they talk about it, but the plain one, people just. Yeah. No reaction. Yeah, I for some reason at the time I didn't like the wing. It reminded me of like a I don't know what what it reminded me of. But um but it's grown on me now. There's many things like that that I didn't get. Uh <laughs> that I'm just like why am I stupid? Why don't I just like it in the first place? It, it just takes me forever to like things. So. Like Sam Nicholson? Like Sam Nicholson, yeah, yeah. I never came around to him, actually. Yeah. I was the same with Ibsen, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ibsen, no. Ibsen was it was uh, pure, pure love. You know what I actually did not do? I forgot to light the St. Ibsen candle in the bar. I need to do that for oh, the game. Oh, please, yes. And then, uh, That's you know, why it was nil-nil. We haven't put up the spot where I'm going to hang 
Saint Buzz, the Saint Buzz uh, paint, <laughs> yeah. Buzz Lagos painting. I've got to figure out where that's going to be, but we just put up some of the wallpaper. In the I think that would go well with astrology. Yeah, right next to uh, Foxy Tan's astrology. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> oh anyway, let's uh, let's Buzz coming in and see oh, that. People will misinterpret Buzz. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Buzz maybe like it. I don't know. Maybe I'll invite Buzz to a show. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, thank uh, you as everyone. a guest. Yeah, as a, as a guest. <laughs> not as a performer though. Although you know, people are into different things. So, uh, thank you guys for for coming out uh, uh, on a icy night and uh, and talking soccer. It's great to see you both. Great to thank talk you. soccer with you. Uh, and thanks for you know supporting uh, this podcast, but also supporting Dark Clouds and, and Sandy Foundation. And you know, we'll see you again next year. Yeah, thanks for all you do, Wes. We <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Good yeah. Lesson. We do. Um, so uh, anyway, everyone, I'll see you uh, at, uh, at seven uh, for the preseason game, and uh, we'll figure out things to, to yell at people. So keep yelling at grown men wherever you go. Thanks. Peace out. Peace out.